0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Chick in a Bag podcast. My name is Ty Daly, and I'm so excited about our show today. Today, we are going to continue with the ABCs of getting out of the bag, and we're going to be talking about the bag of fear, F for fear. Fear is one of the enemy's greatest tactics to keep us stuck in the bag. The bag of fear, fear of the unknown, fear of other people, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of death. The list just goes on and on and on of what the enemy will use to perpetrate and to perpetuate fear in our lives. Fear restricts freedom. It stops us from being free. Where there is fear, you are not free to be all that God has called you to be. And this is why the enemy uses the tactic of fear to cripple you, to enable you, to to disable you from being all that God has called you to be. If he can get you to fear a thing, he can get you to stay away from it. John 8 and 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You will become free when you know the truth. You can be free from the bag of fear when you know the truth. I'm already jumping into this because I'm so excited about what the Lord has to say to us today. I want to tell you about a year ago, I heard such powerful teachings on the subject of fear. And it came from a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Psalmus Lewis, and she can be found on YouTube. It's she did a teaching called the Fear series, the fear series. And if you look her up or look up the atmosphere of worship, the fear series, you will see teachings. The first teaching came down that she taught was fear is the number one destiny killer. And that's what I want to talk about today. That fear comes to rob you of your destiny, fear comes to rob you of your peace, fear comes to rob you of your joy. And we all battle with this at some point in our lives. Don't let anyone tell you that they've never encountered fear. As long as you're here on this earth, fear will try to seep in to take away your joy, your peace, your your happiness. It will try and destabilize your life. And we have to understand what God has given us to combat fear. What is fear? Fear. Um, Oftentimes we hear the acronym of F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. And, you know, we have a word for that today, a.k.a. fake news. (laughs) As believers, we are called instead to spread the good news. The opposite of fake news is the good news. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, how do we even get into that? First of all, we need to know who Christ is. And the only way that we can know who Christ is, is if we get into his word. And that's what we're going to do today. There is a fear of the Lord that is a reverence. It's not the same fear that the enemy uses, the fear um, that comes from a place of, um, um, ill will. But this fear of reverence that we have of the Lord, it says in Proverbs 9 and 10, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy understanding. When I reverence the Lord, I trust him. I obey him. I seek him. I look unto him. When I reverence, when I fear the Lord in that regard, then he can teach me and lead me into all things. We're going to be talking about three tactics that the enemy uses to place fear in our lives. You see, fear doesn't just come, you know, like, oh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. But there are tactics in which the enemy, he, he, he's very keen on putting fear in our lives through different tactics. And we're going to talk about those today. Three of them. The first one is procrastination. Procrastination. The enemy brings fear into our life through procrastination by making us keep delaying, keep putting off things unnecessarily. This is a type of fear. We procrastinate out of fear, fear of, whatever it is, it could be fear of success. It could be fear of uh, um, uh, failure, but he whispers little things to get us to put it off. We procrastinate, which delays us entering into our destiny. We, We become stagnant for years even, sometimes for months, but those minutes turn into hours, turn into days, turn into weeks, turn into months turn into years when we procrastinate doing what we know we ought to do. There are things I know myself personally that I could have been over and done, completed, but for whatever reason, the enemy will use fear. He will use a little tactic of fear and instead of calling it fear, it's formed now into procrastination. And so we don't do it whether we are afraid of what someone will say, whether we are afraid of how we will be perceived, whether we are afraid whatever that fear is, it causes us to procrastinate. Whether it's just facing up to what it is that we need to face up to, we now find ourselves in a state of procrastination. Number 2, a tactic that the enemy wraps fear in is self-sabotage. How many of you have been on the path to success, whether it was in a relationship, whether it was in a business, whether it was in a job, whatever it was, and you yourself cause self-sabotage. You sabotage it yourself. You you you, you do things that you know you should, and then you look back and say, Oh man, I, I shouldn't have done that. You know what that was? It was fear hidden you're sabotaging of your own self that was a fear it was a type of fear sometimes even what are we doing when we're talking and we're saying negative things about ourselves about our life about our business about our partner about our children about different things in our life we're self sabotaging the very thing that we fear we bring it upon ourselves remember the bible tells us in proverbs that The power of life and death is in the tongue and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We begin to self-sabotage. You don't even realize it. It's a type of fear. It's a type of fear. It has been camouflaged in self-sabotage. The third tactic that the enemy uses is overwhelming anxiety. You, have you noticed that more and more people are being diagnosed with anxiety and depression these days? More and more people are being diagnosed with this. Why is that? Overwhelming anxiety. It cripples you. I know because I have suffered from it cripples you. It causes you not to be able to move forward or to move back or to move to the side. You're literally stagnant because there's this this anxiety that something is going to happen. And I'm going to talk about myself personally here because one of my greatest gifts, one of my greatest spiritual gifts is faith. I don't naturally operate in fear. However, during the pandemic, I believe that the spirit of fear was unleashed in unprecedented proportions for this living generation. There was a natural wars, you know, brewing. We had all these different wars. We had natural disaster, nations against nations. Um, In America, we had civil unrest in proportions that many of us had never experienced in our lifetime. Whether it was with the social injustice, we had a highly toxic political climate, numerous mass killings, an economic crisis, and literally death was on every corner all around the world. Other nations were experiencing the same thing it wasn't just indigenous to america but there was civil unrest there were shootings there were killings there was economic issues the climate was extremely tense and the world was on lockdown in the midst of all that we were st- we were bottled up for me i am already a very private person and i enjoy my alone time however the prolonged periods of isolation made me much too comfortable with being alone with there being no real or true interaction with other peoples. Um, I I no longer went out to the grocery store or if, Any store for that matter, for over two years, everything that I needed or desired was right at my fingertips. (laughs) You know, that's that's we resorted to that. We had to um, uh, change our way of life. And so now everything I needed was right there. Was it grocery, Instacart? Um, I don't feel like cooking, or I want something good and nice to eat. DoorDash, Uh, I need supplies or just shopping from home or for myself, Amazon. (laughs) I mean, oh my goodness, I really should have serious stock in Amazon. And and countless other consumer websites is where I resorted to doing all of my commerce, all of my business, everything, whether it was church service or business meetings. We have Zoom, whether it was work, we telecommunicate, you know, um, telecommunicate. It was so easy to just be isolated and be alone. But little did I know. This all lured me into a very comfortable state of being physically cut off from people. When I initially tried to ease back into our physical society, I had a serious problem. My problem now was that I started experiencing something I'd never experienced in my life, panic attacks. I, I started having these attacks Panic attacks. I didn't know what it was at first. I would just break out into hot sweats. I, I mean, it was just hot all around me. Whenever I got around a lot of people, my makeup began running down my face. My body started trembling. My ankles would tremble. My, my heart. I got palpitations. I had these um, feelings and thoughts of doom. Just all of a sudden, from nowhere. And then the Holy Spirit brought it to my attention recently that it was fear that had crept into my life, that the enemy had the smooth tactic of pulling me away, isolating me away and making me comfortable with being alone that I didn't, I had forgotten. um, Just I I allowed this fear to come on me when now that had changed. He, uh, he, he made me comfortable in, in, being completely by myself that now I became uncomfortable being around a whole lot of people. And it presented itself in overwhelming anxiety, which is a fear. And this had been deposited in my life, sneak little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit. bit. And then I began to pray to the Lord to ask them, please help me. I I remember because I had gone to an exhibit, the Obama exhibit had come to um, Atlanta and I was so excited. I had been gifted some tickets, me and my husband. We went. I was so excited. I was dressed up. Oh, my God. I couldn't even enjoy the exhibit. I have not one picture to show of me there because In the midst of just being in the line to go into the exhibit, I broke out in sweat. I began to sweat. I couldn't stand on my own. I had to hold on to my husband so that I wouldn't fall to the ground. And then once we finally got through to a place where I could just break away from the people, instead of watching and going through the exhibit, I had to quickly go to where I could sit down and just catch my breath and wait One of my friends joined us there. And as she looked at me, she said, oh, my God, you're going through a panic attack. Are you okay?" And this was the first time I really realized what was happening to me. And then recently, God began to reveal to me that this was a type of fear. And that the enemy had made a way, he had, had gotten a wedge into my life in this manner. And that I had to do something about it in order for me to be able to move forward in the things that God has predestined for me. The enemy was trying to rob me of my ability to be around people so that I couldn't truly Touch and and, and, and and spread the gospel and be the person that God had called. Not even just spread the gospel through the word, but spread the gospel through my presence, through my love, through being with people, just um, being in the atmosphere of a lot of people around me. And I said, oh, no, devil, you will not win. So I began to seek the Lord and he gave me three weapons against this anxiety or three weapons against this fear. Number one, the first weapon that we must come to terms with and use daily is the word of God, the word of God. You see, I travel extensively. This is something else that many people may not know about me. Um, I travel extensively. And so this requires that I fly a lot. And many years ago, I I mean, at the beginning of, of ministry for me, I've been in ministry going on 25 years now. And that requires a lot of flying as well as my business. And I remember in the beginning, I used to be so afraid to keep flying back and forth, but I was doing it. But no one could tell I was afraid because I continued to fly all the time. I used to have this fear of flying, but in order for me to be successful in my life's purpose and ministry and business, I must fly. Many years ago, in preparation for one of the flights, I pulled every scripture I could on fear and I meditated on it. I meditated on God's word throughout that entire flight. I continued to do this every time I got on a plane. I just saved it onto my iPad, into a note pad, and then I would read it. I would read it over and over. Every one of them, meditate on it and let the Lord minister to me. I continued to do this every time until that fear vanished. The word of God is your defense. When you know what God has said about you, what God has said about a situation, what God has said about any given thing, that settles it, and fear must dissipate because you trust God. My go-to defense scripture: Psalms twenty-seven one through five. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Do you hear this? Look at the power of of the word of God that the psalmist was saying. Though war should rise against me, In this will I be confident. What am I confident? One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. This is so key. Not just that I will dwell in the house of the Lord when I go to heaven. Come on now. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, meaning while I'm here alive on earth, I will behold the beauty of the Lord and I will be able to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, hallelujah, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me. He shall set me up up on a rock. Hallelujah. This is my defense scripture. Whenever the enemy tries to bring something to make me afraid, to make me weary, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Hallelujah. The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? I go to that scripture. And I hope you will go to it too. Another one, fear of loneliness or so moving forward. Here's a scripture Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not. Why? For I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Hallelujah. Who am I going to fear? fear. How am I going to be dismayed when my creator has told me? Don't be dismayed. I am your God and I am with you. Hallelujah. Is there a fear of man? Psalm 118 and 6 says, the Lord is on my side. Hallelujah. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? What can man do unto me? If the Lord be for me, who can be against me? The Lord is on my side. You see, the enemy wants you to operate from a place of fear so that your thoughts and your decisions are conceived and birthed from that lowly state. <laughs> but on the contrary, God desires that we operate from a place of love so that we can manifest more love in the earth realm. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I don't, whenever fear comes up, You need to know that's not of God. God has not given me a spirit of fear. He has not called me to be afraid. He's called me to be powerful. He's called me to walk in love and to have a sound mind. If there is fear, it's fear to do something about it. Hallelujah. It's fear to make something happen that God wants to happen. It's fear to protect me. Hallelujah. It's not fear to destroy me. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Look. Settle in your mind that God loves you. When you settle that, then you shall know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. First John 4 and 18 through 19 tells us there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out all fear. Perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him who Jesus, why? Because he first loved us. Settle in your mind that he loves you today. He loves you. And when you know that God loves you, fear must dissipate. Why? Because who can stand against the hand of God? Who can stand before him? Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so excited about the revelation that God has given us on our weapons against fear. So the first weapon is the word of God. The second weapon is likened unto the first, and that is your faith, your faith, your faith. What are you believing? Hallelujah. What are you believing? Your faith, your faith. Feed your faith and starve your fear. Hallelujah. Romans 10 and 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing what? By the word of God. What are you hearing? If all you hear is news, reality TV, social media, you will have nothing to draw on in your time of trouble. If all you're hearing is negativity, you will have no strength to stand. You must feed your faith. And the only way to feed your faith is by the word of God. The only way to feed your faith is through worship. The only way to feed your faith is through the presence of God. You must make sure that you have faith to believe what God has said about you so that when the enemy throws a lie to create fear in your life, you're able to stand against it. Number three, and this one is powerful as well. The third thing that is a weapon against the enemy and his plans of fear for your life is mastering your thought life. Mastering Your thought life. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four through five says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds, this is key, casting down imaginations. What are you imagining? Casting down imaginations that comes in our mind, the things that we're thinking about that God didn't say about us, the things that someone else said that God didn't say about you, the things that the enemy and that the world is trying to put on you that God did not say about you. Casting down imaginations in every High thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is the word of God. It is what God has said about you, about your life, about your future, about your family. Anything that God has not said, it is when you hear that thing, it is against the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. You must cast it down, cast it down, cast it down, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That means everything that I'm thinking in my mind, is this what Christ said? Is this the obedience of Christ? Make sure that it must submit every me, shall bow. Every tongue confess. That means even my thoughts, my thoughts have no right to go outside of the obedience of Christ. If it wants to buck against what God has said about me, it must come down. Hallelujah. This is how we abandon fear in our life. This is how we tell fear to hit the road and don't come back. It's very important that we understand The weapons that we have against fear. This third weapon, us controlling our thought life, mastering our thought life. Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What is the mind of Christ? The word of God. That means I must pour, again, going back to my number one weapon. I must understand the word of God if I want to understand God. Hallelujah. I know that this particular podcast has gone over war over time. But the thing is that I know that the enemy is perpetuating fear in our world like never before right now in this moment. And in order for us to combat that fear, we must understand the weapons that God have given us as a defense. He is our number one defense. Hallelujah. And his word, the Bible says that the word of God is a two edged sword to cut to the sun. The Bible says that the, the word of God is the sword of the spirit and it's able to render us victory every time. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Chick in a Bag podcast. I love and appreciate you all so much for all your love and support and for listening and sharing these messages. I want to encourage you to stay out of the bag of fear and be free in all that God has called you to be. Father, I thank you for your sons and your daughters today. I thank you, Lord, that you're breaking every spirit of fear that is hovering over their lives right now, Lord. That, Lord, you're calling them into the knowing of who you are and who they are, what you have destined and called them to do, that they will no longer procrastinate, that they will no longer self-sabotage, that they will no longer Have anxiety in the the things that you've called them to do, in the places that you've called them to be, but that they will be set free by using the weapons of our warfare, which are not cornal. And that is your word, Lord God. By knowing your word, Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, that they will move forward in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will move forward by using their faith that you've given. You said in your word that you've given every man a measure of faith. And I thank you that that faith is activated now. in the name of Jesus, Lord, and that you've given us the mind of Christ through your word that will master our thought life, that no weapon fashioned deformed against us shall prosper. Hallelujah. And we give you all the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. I want to thank you again so very much for tuning in to this podcast. Please share. Visit us on the web at www.chick.com inabag.com. That's C-H-I-C-I-N-B-A-G.com. Spread the word and stay out of the bag. God bless you all. I love you and see you next time. Bye-bye.